0: Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month and I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world and in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here, it's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money, so it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life, so don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I'm really excited. I am rolling out a new series called Millionaire Moves. We're talking about stepping into your next level wealth identity in this series, and it will be just solo episodes with me. And this series is going to be specifically for women, for women who are entrepreneurs, and it's not intended for people who are necessarily already millionaires. But it's meant to help press you into that next level of wealth identity. And so I believe that in order to get to that next level, to that next vision, whether that be inside of your finances, inside of your impact, you have to begin to put on the identity of your future self in order to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And so... In having this series of being called Millionaire Moves, we are going to talk about really actionable things that you can be doing right now to start stepping into your millionaire identity. Knowing that most of us are not there yet, but we having a desire to expand and to be masters of our money in new ways. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this show. So in this series, I'm going to dive into different aspects of what millionaire moves are, and you're going to walk away with both inspiration and specific tangible actions that you can do right now so that you can wrap up 2023 making massive money moves. Okay, I'm really, really excited for this series. Buckle up and get ready. Today's show I'm going to talk about something that I've had a little bit of my own personal resistance around, and it's something that I haven't shared a ton about. I think part of this is because of my fear of judgment and stigma, and I just don't think that's right. I've shared about this on some guest episodes that I've done, but I haven't really shared too much publicly about it on my own podcast or platforms. And I think it's really, really important. And what we're going to dive into is the idea of outsourcing and specifically hiring a house manager. This was something that I did for the first time a couple years ago, about two years ago exactly, and I want to walk through sort of the reasons why, how to know when it's time to do this, and what that person can specifically do for you, and how you can leverage that to be able to make more money inside of your business and have a full, abundant, wealthy life. So let's dive in by talking about outsourcing to start since this is just a specific type of outsourcing that has even more stigma than maybe the natural outsourcing within inside of your business. So I have found that there is generally a resistance around outsourcing. And as I work with women who are at that six-figure mark or really close to it, you are going to find that in order to keep scaling and to keep growing, you're going to have to start to hire more people, because your business can only become as big as you are. And you are limited in time and expertise and all of these things. And so I have found that there tends to be a lot of fear and a lot of freaking out when it comes to outsourcing. And this can be due to uh, being afraid around a loss of control. You feel like maybe if you outsource this, it's not going to be done to your own standards. It could be a fear of you not being able to rise up to being a leader, being a manager of other people. It could also have a lot to do with finances, whether like, can I really afford to do this? I can just do it myself. Will it get you the ROI? Like all these questions, all these things. And I think this happens at different levels, different stages for many of us, even past that six figure mark when you're starting to maybe make your first full time hire and things like that. I remember being inside of my own mastermind, Jasmine Starr's mastermind, and one of my colleagues had a hot seat and was kind of like on the brink of tears, very stressed out. Has a very incredibly successful brand, has a very large following, but is internally falling apart because she is doing everything herself. And she voiced the same fears around not having the brand represented and looking exactly like she wants it to. And yeah, all of the fears that we kind of talk through are ones that are very, very common. And so I just want to acknowledge that that is something that we all face as we work to grow and work to expand. And many of us, again, did not necessarily know we were stepping into business or entrepreneurship. We fell in love with a craft. We stumbled upon something that became our livelihood, like photography or graphic design, interior design, coaching of some level, social media, all those things, these sort of Went from maybe love and hobby to getting some money to like really becoming a scaled business. And so now you sit in this place where not only are you now a business owner and a CFO, but you're also a manager of people. And that can be intimidating. Yeah, you are rising to the occasion. And I just want to say that as you step into this, and if you're in this place, Just know that it's normal to face these fears, but you must push through them. And I've pushed through them many times. And something I have found is it will take more time at the beginning. That's another thing is like, oh, man, it's just not going to save me that much time. It will take you time at the beginning to train somebody to walk through like, you know, with my social media person. I've been giving lots of feedback of like, here's my exact voice. I don't use this word. Here's how I use emojis. She's very naturally talented. She's really good at what she does. But you have to train someone in order for them to know how you want to do things and give them feedback. And that extra time I'm giving now will help create long term such time savings for me. And something I said to my colleague in that hot seat moment was that I completely understand and I have a tendency towards perfectionism and control. But I have found that the power of delegation and how it helps keep keep me in the sweet spot of my like what I can do, that's the biggest and best impact for the business and my soul work. And I said, you know what was so surprising is that sometimes I found that actually someone else becomes better at it and is better at, at it than I am. And that happened within our real estate company, you know the person who does a majority of our design, he's very talented as a designer. And he is almost he's better, (laughs) I'd say, than me in just intuitively knowing what to do and being able to make like design in a pretty efficient manner. It takes me a bit of time. And so all that to say, if you want to expand into this millionaire identity into this next level version of yourself. You're going to have to get comfortable outsourcing. You're going to have to get comfortable losing control and empowering other people. And the mindset here, it's so beautiful when we do these things because we're able to not only grow our own impact, but then we're able to help other people with their own livelihood. And it's is really a beautiful and empowering thing. When I'm working with someone and helping them understand outsourcing, from a financial perspective, what we have to do is we find the hourly rate that you should be making and charging inside of your business. So based upon your pricing offers, cost, time, we kind of determine what your sweet number is, your sweet spot hourly number is. And from there, we then look at, and I have my clients do uh, a time audit around their business and personal life, but we're working mostly at their business. And then we identify the spaces that they can begin to delegate that are not necessarily in their zone of genius, not their highest impact work. And that work can be done at a much lower hourly rate. And so all of this becomes a data-driven sort of situation along with heart. (laughs) Do you love doing it? Do you not? You know, all that. And we find that there's definitely resistance in the business, but we're able to sort of jump through that hoop and we make our first hire, whether that's you know, a virtual assistant or a social media manager of some level. It could be your bookkeeper. Maybe it is, if you're a photographer, it's outsourcing your editing and blogging, these types of tasks. And so we kind of go through that mindset shift. But what I have found is that especially as women, we have a really hard time making the sleep inside of the household. And since this podcast and this series is specifically for women and specifically for entrepreneurs, I'm going to talk about why this is a problem and what we need to start doing about this. So many of us work from home. And so I don't know about you, but I have found that there is some level of distraction and loss of efficiency with getting pulled into household tasks. So this could be like, Oh, I'm just going to quickly do the dishes really quick in between these calls or I'm going to toss over this load of laundry. Um, I need to make sure like this is straightened or this is ready for the, the girls, all those kinds of things. And this is not only taking away from my work, it's draining my energy And I realized two years ago when I was a mama of one, pregnant with a second, when I was deeply involved in our real estate business while also pushing forward this company and my personal brand, that the laundry did not care who folded it. And I had to start moving into making million dollar moves and decisions, even if my social circle, some of my social circle is entrepreneurs. They are making very similar moves. When, you know, I had somebody who lives here locally in Indy who was doing this and I was asking, where do I find this person and how do I do this? But a majority of my social circle and a majority of people don't have household managers. And so I kind of try to keep it on the hush hush. I remember going out to wine and pizza with girlfriends and they found out and they're kind of giving me a hard time about it. And I was like, I don't, they're like, you're famous. You're like a famous person. And made me feel kind of ostracized and I don't want to feel like that. And I had to kind of like press into that and be like, I am i don't want you to feel that way. And they're like, we're just jealous, Aaron. We totally love you and we get it. So there is definitely some resistance. And I want to speak specifically to women, some facts around this. So gender inequality is definitely persistent in domestic and care work at home. Women perform 65% of domestic care work in the home, while men do about 35% of the work. Mothers spend twice as much time with their children as fathers do. So about 13 and a half hours a week compared to seven and a half per week for fathers. We live in this society where gender roles are still very much at play despite their archaic nature and women remain the primary caretakers in U.S. society, despite the fact that a majority of these women are also working outside of the home, doing something in the paid labor force. And so while we have had such progress around women having careers and working outside of the home there is still an expectation that they are the ones doing the grocery shopping, making sure the home is running, making sure the kids are taken care of, despite the fact that they are also working a full-time job. And this information and these thoughts come from Fair Play, and I love Fair Play It's a book. They have a whole system that you can work with around finding better equality inside of the home. Brant and I have definitely used their cards and some of their principles. I highly, highly recommend this resource. So you are listening and you might be having some like, but the truth is you can pay somebody $20 an hour to fold your laundry and that takes five to 10 hours a week, depending on kiddos and uh, how much laundry you have to do. And that is if you pay yourself $500 an hour inside of your company, that is a lot of money that you could be putting towards other things. You could be going and generating more money inside of your business, or you could be recapturing that around your values and using that inside of your family life, friend life, social life, personal self-care, all of those things. So in the rest of the show, I want to talk through like how to determine if it's time to hire a household manager. I want to talk to you about my process. We just hired somebody new and I want to kind of walk you through the job description and just exactly how that story went. And then I also want to talk about some other ways that I have simplified household tasks and we'll wrap up with some really particular questions for you to ask yourself to see what next steps are for you in moving into this next level of outsourcing in your future wealth identity. Okay. So how do you know that you are ready for hiring a household manager? Of course, there's no special formula to determining this, but I think it's important for you to understand your time. I heard it recently said that it is better to be able to outsource something for someone to do it at 80% capacity and get back a hundred percent of your time. And man, does that ring true. Maybe the laundry won't be folded exactly the way you want, or they might have missed some spots in the cleaning process or forgotten a few things off your grocery list. But those are things that you can train. Those are things that you can learn. And so if you're finding yourself in this position where you have not very much time, where you find that the weight of the household tasks are inhibiting you from having success in all the different areas of your life then you might consider that it's time to really create a list of all the things that you're doing and you can start by doing this by doing a time audit and like i mentioned i do this with my clients and we get really granular within the business tasks i highly recommend that you think about getting granular and really doing a time study around your full use of time So this will help capture those after-hour work hours where you're at the home or you're sneaking away in between meetings to turn over the laundry, to fold the laundry, especially if, again, you're working at an in-home office. So if you find yourself at capacity and yet desiring to give more to your business, you know you'll have great ROI there. Or feeling like you're misaligned in how you're living out your values. This was a big piece for me as I looked at my life and realized I really want to have more time with my girls. And I got to become a mama of two babies, which is so fun. They're at such a fun stage. I was just talking with a friend today about how much fun Ava is. We just went shopping together for this conference I'm headed to, and I put on my pants, and she's like, Mom, you look so cute. (laughs) Anyways, I digress, but this identity of being a mom is very important to me, and I am a quality time person through and through and want my girls to feel that while I am totally an Enneagram 3 love my work. I have to really anchor myself in other spaces of value and make sure I am carving out intentional time to be with them. And going from one to two and loving that one-on-one individual time, you know, has definitely stretched me. And so I was analyzing that I'm not getting the time that I want to get with them, like those special times, special dates and trips, and just like really getting that quality time. And I was like, well, what can I get off my plate? Because the reality is, is time flows. I just was listening to another book about this and just like the reality that like, you know, time is time and we're the ones that get to sort of dictate how we use the time because it just keeps flowing. It just keeps going. And so we have to be the ones to have the boundaries and to create a lived out value system around time. It can't be expanded. So if you find yourself where you know that you are completely maxed, you know there are tasks that can be outsourced that would give you great ROI, whether ROI to live out your values greater, ROI to make greater money inside of your business, to some level, there's probably time. And then we want to do that audit where you really figure out all the different tasks that you can outsource every different person listening to this show is going to have very unique needs. I mean, all of us have to, you know, have clean laundry and get food in the pantry and the fridge and all those things, but we all have our nuances. And so I highly recommend doing a a time audit, a time study, and doing that for two weeks. Many times we don't capture the full cycle of our life in just one week. And so doing two weeks can be really helpful. Be very specific. I highly recommend you set a timer on your phone and fill in your time study each day. Okay. And then obviously another huge piece of this is determining your hourly rate, understanding what your hourly rate is, and seeing what you can afford. And What I like to say is also seeing what you can't not afford. So many times we find ourselves again and again with this resistance, like I can just do it. I can just do it. I'll just do it. I'll take it on. And actually we're sacrificing uh, living out our best life and doing that in the belief that we're saving money when we're actually losing it. And you know exactly what I mean. Okay. So I want to just talk a little bit about my particular story. So I found myself literally almost exactly two years ago, which I referenced earlier in in the episode, where I I wasn't a mama of two at this point. I was, Ava was like a year and a half old. Um, We were really starting to scale the real estate business a lot. We had a business partner at the time. We had full-time employees. I was still trying to really maintain and grow my brand. And there was just a lot going on and I was craving efficiency. I was craving figuring out how can I live out my values? What can I get off my plate? What is taking up mental space and what is taking up actual like execution space? And I started to like write out all the things that really didn't matter who did it. It didn't matter who folded the laundry, who watered the plants like that, like it's, they don't care. It just has to be done. Right. But it does matter who spends time with Ava and who spends time with my friends. Like those are things like I can't outsource or I can't replace. And so that is when I kind of was like, okay, it's time to do more than just outsource, like cleaning my house every other week. I need some more consistent support. And luckily, and I think this is a huge part of stepping into that next vision of your wealth identity and living that out is surrounding yourself with people who are doing that, who, you know, you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. You don't want to be the wealthiest one in the room or the one with the most expansive mindset in the room. And so who you surround yourself with is so huge. And I had somebody who lived locally and who had several house managers and was talking about that. And so I went to her started to kind of describe what I was looking for and how to hire. That's a story from two years ago that I'm so grateful for. And really uniquely, it was actually one of our tenants started to work for us and it was such a gift. And my dear Irene had to make a pivot to refocus on returning to school and going full-time in her other job. And so we had to find a replacement. And I want to say that when this happened, for me, it felt like the absolute worst timing possible. It has been a very stressful season for Brett and I as we navigate market changes, as we navigate projects taking longer and financial things From the splitting of the company and different assets that were purchased, it's been crazy. And I've had to put a lot of time into real estate and honestly, like not be able to do as much here. I'm barely kind of like keeping the house together while keeping all the other things together. And I was like, this is, oh my gosh. Like I knew based on the text that it was coming. I was like, no, no, please no. And then I was like, you know what? Everything is a gift. And if I believe that like everything is divinely ordered and I am always supported, we are always supported. I have to live this out in this moment. And I had this like really like self-talk mindset moment or I was like, this is a gift. I'm gonna receive this as a gift even though it feels like the worst thing that like sort of everything is crashing down and I can barely keep my head above water. And now I'm gonna have to figure out something that someone does for me, you know, 15, 10 to 15 hours a week. I'm going to, now I have that on me. And I, this was, I do want to say like, this was a moment for me to practice what I preach. And I feel really proud of myself and proud of this moment when I was like kind of spiraling. And I was like, Nope, this is intended for my good. I am fully supported. Something greater is aligning. And to be honest, that's exactly what happened. And I'm so grateful for my season with Irene. I'm so thankful for her and what she did. And I know that big things are ahead for her and it is divinely ordered for her to move on. And then I began the search for a new house manager. And what this gift was, was that I got to rethink the role And after two years, our life has evolved quite a bit. Obviously, we've added another child to the mix. Like I just talked about, Um, our, our real estate empire has changed as we did a significant restructuring when we divided from our partner back in October and then have just been continuously adjusting with the market and adjusting with all the different projects that we have and then just recently had to adjust our team internally as well. And so I was able to kind of have this moment to reassess our needs and what exactly we needed in this time. And I also knew that this person was somebody who is going to be very intimately involved in our life. I remember when Irene wrote us this sweet note. uh, I think it was when we were celebrating our one year together. I love to celebrate. (laughs) And she talked about how, like, you know, I thought I would just come and show up and clean and doing this and that. And I'm like really integrated into your family. And that is true. When you decide to have somebody come to your house every day or every other day, like they are in your business. They are literally folding your underwear and they are cleaning the plates that you ate off of. They're very much involved. And since we work from home, we intersect with this person a lot. And so I was I was able to sort of redecide the job and not just the job description of like the actual things, but I also really spent some time thinking about the character of the person and the vibe of the person. Like I wanted them to be very flexible. I wanted them to feel comfortable in our space. I wanted like different kinds of things like this. When I tell you that the universe brought me someone that even better than I could have imagined. I really mean it. And it's so freaking cool. Lydia has been such a gift to us. We just brought her on three weeks ago. And not only does she help with the girls and with the household, but she's literally getting her degree in interior design technology and is very excited and jumping into some of the real estate projects that we have. And it's just unreal. So just to say that sometimes when we feel like oh my gosh, the worst thing is happening. It's actually the best thing that can happen. So let's just talk a little bit about her actual job description, how I put it together, and then how I went about um, hiring. So the job description I kind of created because of the ebbs and flows of how much our life changes, which might be the case for some of you. Or might Some of you might find yourselves having very consistent lives. We kind of made it more based upon a monthly flow. And so I created like different buckets of tasks. And then I would be like, this is probably going to take like 50 to 60 hours in a month. And sort of just kind of assigned like per month, the hours, this was going to be about 20 hours a week. And we knew that we wanted to have somebody who could work between 9am and 4pm because we really like to guard our evenings to be family time, time for family, time for friends, time for ourselves so we delegate out dishes and cleaning emptying trash making beds straightening doing light cleaning of our bathrooms on kind of a daily basis this person um, Lydia does deep cleaning for us she waters plants she takes out all recycling she keeps inventory of our house and so this is something I'm still training her on but like This would look like all of the girls sort of toiletries and diapers and wipes and medicines and cleaners and toilet paper, things like that. She does the laundry. So that'd be all of our laundry, the girls' laundry, towels, rags, everything like that. She's also filling in for us with the girls. And this is so fun. She loves Ava and Junie. Ava calls her her friend. Is my friend coming today? Just so sweet. And this allows for flexibility for us with Ava going to school a bit less and wanting to have some one-on-one time with her, but then also just needing some more support as we also utilize Megan more in real estate. So she's helping with things with the girls. She's also doing some babysitting in the evening so that Brett and I can have a few date nights per month. She stocks our diaper stations and our diaper bag. She does errands for us. So she does returns and she runs to Lowe's for us this week. She got my car oil changed and filled up with gas and took it to the car wash since I was going on a trip. So she also does things for us inside of the business where she is running supplies to the Airbnb. She's measuring window sizes. She's actually and a very amazing artist. So today we like had her doing a fun like mural on one of the houses we're about to sell. So we have her doing a lots of different things in lots of different places. And kind of how I've been able to organize this and train her on this is, of course, I have some spreadsheets and she sort of has daily tasks that she does every day. Like every day she knows like, hey, I'm going to make sure the dishes are clean and the kitchen's cleaned up and straightening both floors. She kind of like okay, that's like a daily task. I'm going to make sure like laundry is moving, being folded, being cleaned. And then I have sort of we just started this where I actually have a specific Google calendar for her that's shared with her on her phone where I can say the blocks of time and then say what she's doing in those blocks of time. We have communication in boxer, text, and it's been super fun. It's been super great. And honestly, I've been able to just play with it a little bit. Like I had her do some phone calls for me to see if that would be something I could start to outsource. And um, it's it's working really well. So I think identifying your needs, identifying the type of person you want, and then really organizing and training really well. For me, the training was I had Irene work with her for about a week. And even in that training, I was like, hey, please label things so that she'll remember where everyone's clothes go. And then just giving really good feedback on what I love and maybe what was missed and having like those touch points has been really great. So. I hope this is helpful. One thing we're going to have her move into too is like coordinating with contractors for personal things like lawn care, repairs, our pool maintenance, things like that. So every week's a little different, but also has some consistencies to it. We really abide by the calendar and explaining tasks there. And as she gets more and more integrated into things, she'll kind of get her own flow and know what needs to happen. So. I pressed myself and pushed myself into that next level identity to hire this person and to record the show because I thought that in sharing, it would be very helpful for you to think about what you can outsource. In order to hire this person, I first went to my current network, I talked to people that are in the neighborhood one gal who runs the girls' school, who hires people. I talked with her. I talked with Irene. I tried to figure out, if, like, does she know anybody? And I've always found that going to my network is my first move, and it's been really helpful. And then I went into, like, local Facebook groups, midtown parents, things like that that we have. And there's one group that had, like, this, this group. It's just nannies and babysitting. And I was like, this is the exact type of person that would – I think fit this role really well. And I couldn't post the job because it didn't have 50% or more of the work was not related to childcare, but I was able to sort of like see the different people that were posting that were wanting jobs. And Lydia just stood out to me. I sent her a DM. I was like, Kate, I know this is a little bit different than nannying, but I wondered if you'd be interested. And she was like, I'm more than interested. So this has been such a gift and it has helped me to expand my impact. Though it's been uncomfortable at times, I'm very grateful that I'm able to live out my values and my vision even greater inside of both of our companies, inside of our family. And it is a privilege. And it is also a very strategic move from a financial perspective. Other things that we've done to simplify household tasks is we now have blue apron for dinners. We're on that meal subscription. I love it for lots of reasons. Sometimes it's like, I don't even know what to cook, what recipes to do. This is super helpful. You just click on them and you can sort of plan ahead. It takes a lot less mental space Fair play talks about how tasks have a mental load. And then they also have that like execution mode. So thinking of the dinners, thinking of the grocery list, planning that out versus just cooking dinner. There's a lot to the task of having food on the table, not just the cooking part. Right. So, and it's been really helpful for Brett and I's dynamic specifically because he can just pull a card and he's great at cooking blueprint because the recipes are very like spelled out. Actually, he's better than at it than me because I try to get too creative and then I like botch the recipe. We have an inventory for groceries, like the groceries that we like to stock every week. So it's super easy to delegate this out to make sure like, yep, we want this many cheese sticks and yogurts and all that. We have things like toilet paper on subscription at Amazon. And Brett and I work to have continuing conversations around how can we manage The workload at home and with the girls, and in each season of our life, depending on where we're at, and also working out of our giftedness, what does this look like? So, for you, I would love for you to reflect as you think about this. What is your next expansive move? Is it getting somebody to clean your home? Is it asking for help from people who are currently already on your team? Is it subscribing to a meal service? Is it going towards getting a part-time or full-time house manager? And the next step I would have you do is to do a time study. So I want you to spend the next week to two weeks writing down all the tasks and the ways that you're using your time. This is going to be very illuminating. You think you use your time in a certain way and you're gonna find out some very interesting ways that you use time. I was coaching a client and she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I work like, because one of her goals was to make sure she was like working less, but the company was still moving and she was making, you know, work less, make more. That's what we do. So I work with people on and she was like, yeah, I said, okay, well, we need to know the data point of where you currently are. And then we need to know the goal where you want to be. And she was like, yeah, I probably work about 40 hours a week. And just by like asking a quick high level of where she was using her time in her business, it was more like 55 to 60 hours. So I want you to deter- to do that time study and or determine one thing that you can outsource, whether it's through a subscription, whether it is through a person that you can do in the next 24 hours. That's the challenge. And I would love to hear from you. What do you learn from your time study? What openness or resistance did you have to this conversation? What's the one action you're going to take in these next 24 hours? Let's work to step into this next identity of ourselves that is so expansive and impactful for the vision that we have for our lives. Cheers for now. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you wanna upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools, specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.arenbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.erinbridgeman.com.